It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Hello and welcome to Tracks episode number 48. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is my birthday episode. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> the most excited I've ever been over my birthday. Uh, I can deal with this when it's just the two of us in the room and I get the attention. You got all the attention. You've been hogging the limelight for weeks and I want weeks. it all to myself. <laughs> um... What a great episode we have in store for you, yeah. our lovely listeners. We go really into depth about Tim's young childhood. I don't know if we actually do. But we do? We talk about it a little bit. I feel it. like we talked about it for a long time yeah. after I asked a question. Me and my little bald head and uh, all the loveliness that is me. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this and thinking, how is this guy so great? You'll get a bit of a background. Yeah. 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 No. 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 Or if you're not, you're thinking, "What a knobhead." <laughs> so where are we going to see them, Harry? Come on. I mean, there's, there's only nothing, <laughs> there's nothing drier than this well of where we're going to see them. <laughs> you got to go and dig them holes. <laughs> <laughs> Digging up a hole, dig it. To them on the flip side, do it. Two suits, two jokers in hand. I got no respect, cause I'm the new man. I was really hoping you'd work a flip side lyric into that. Flip side? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you there. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You alright, mate? You alright? How is it going? It's going pretty good. You little spaceman. (laughs) Uh, For listeners... Uh, I'm going to illustrate the picture to you. I'm looking on at Harry right now, and generally he looks the same as he always does. With the one addition of... Uh, you know how Buzz Lightyear like flips open a little latch on his arm oh, to like yeah. <laughs> type in where he's going or whatever it is? But it's just sticker. Yeah. Harry is now Buzz Lightyear. You have added an Apple Watch to your attire. Yeah, I mean... Uh- as I've said to everybody, I obviously got a job, haven't started yet, decided let's let's treat myself. Yeah. As I said to you the other day when you told me you'd bought that, I sent you the Kanye West lyric, I've got a problem with spending before I get it. <laughs> yeah. Be all self-conscious, I'm just the first to admit it. Look, I feel like I've wanted one for ages, never been able to tell myself why. Have you though? Because I've never heard you talk about an Apple Watch, ever. No, I have, yeah, since really? they came out I've always thought that would be cool I quite like that and since they've come out I've thought don't really need that but I've decided that I liked I like a watch and yeah. the watch I have is it's an heirloom and I don't really feel comfortable wearing it it's, it's quite Rolex, expensive right? no it's it's an Omega oh and uh, I'm bored of winding it so I decided let's get a watch that I can change the face to. Tell you what, it reloads that buses app quickly. Yeah, doesn't this, it? <laughs> this has been, you know, since we started, this has been loading. I think the app's broken. I think your watch is broken. I need to do an update, and I haven't done it yet. But yeah, the Apple Watch. So Buzz, has that been your highlight of the week? You know what? It has. No, no, it hasn't. It's. I was going to say the train stuff, but that's not a highlight. <laughs> Firstly, I've gone into Brighton like four times to change a train ticket. Yeah, because you bought the wrong one. Yeah. You absolute fool. Um, And now the Southern Rail have have fucking ballsed it up again. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of international listeners who 
not only do they not know who Southern, Southern Rail are, <laughs> they really don't care about trains <laughs> from Brighton to London. So I think we should scoot on quite quickly from that subject. Basically, yeah. things are a bit shit, but also great. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Did you have a nice Valentine's Day? Oh, it was lovely. What did you get up to? I went out with my other half, uh, but the other half is just the other half of me. Um, yeah, it was it. Was it. I mean, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> my story's not much better. What did you do? Uh, I ate a vegan pizza <laughs> and uh, watched Barcelona versus Paris Saint-Germain. I did watch that as well, actually. That was a quite a nice yeah. evening. Yeah, romantic. Yeah. Were you on your own? Uh, yeah, I was on my own, yeah. Okay. Well, my, I was with my dad. Interesting. Lovely. <laughs> Little love hearts floating around the room. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Valentine's Day, yeah, fuck it. It was a flop, let's be honest. It was a flop. I don't believe in Valentine's Day anyway. I think you're yeah, trust me, I'm aware of that. Just, just be loving to your other half all the time and do special things and go out for lovely evenings. Yeah. The problem is, like, uh, it's very much... A bad time for singletons, really. Oh, yeah. This is my first uh, single Valentine's Day, I think, and I thought that it would be a time where kind of um, everyone was kind of looking for someone else. But actually, you realise that it's very much for people in relationships. Single people just hide for the day. It's like a hibernation day. You kind of just sit down and shut up for a bit. Yeah. But then I think the next day is, isn't it National Single Appreciation Day or something? Really? Yeah. How are they going to appreciate us? Well, it's gone now. Oh. What? Yeah. Wasn't it Valentine's Day Tuesday? Yeah. Well, it's Thursday now, so yesterday, nothing happened to me. Oh, that was yesterday... The 15th was Singles Appreciation Day. Yeah. I was... I was Anything a- happened with you? I was underappreciated the I entire was day. very much underappreciated. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> nothing happened. Listeners, what are you playing at? You know we're singles. You should have appreciated us. <laughs> How does somebody just appreciate you? For God's sake. Just, just uh, text me and tell me I'm great. That's all I want. I did get like six of those, to be fair. No, you didn't. I did. You've never received one of those in your entire life. You've at least said that to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have. Somewhere along the lines. Yeah, maybe. Um, When you've had enough to drink. I don't know. (laughs) Am I one of those? You can... can You've done it sometimes. What? I love you. Yeah. (laughs) You're like... You're the best. (laughs) I don't think I do. really don't know, but you're... You're the best human in my life. I've never said Those that. Those are the exact words you said Bullshit. just last night. Bullshit. <laughs> You're making up as you go along. Um, anything musically happened to you? Tickled me fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a few things, yeah. Um, there was kind of two big contenders to be my musical highlight of the week, which is what I'm guessing we are kind of... Segwaying into very, very smoothly. Maybe was, the smoothest ever segue. You know, it was so smooth until you mentioned <laughs> that we're doing it. Because I still want to put a jingle in. Uh, um, we'll come up with one. Yeah, we will eventually. Um, right, Mum. <laughs> uh, so, two big contenders. And, well, to be honest, there's not a lot to say about either of them, really. But, uh, Kane Strang, everyone knows... I am number one fan. Mm. My One of my favourite artists for many a year. And he came back this week with a single, which is apparently the precursor to a new album coming out this year, which was such exciting news to me. He signed a new kind of international dis- distribution deal. Um, new album coming and a new song. 
called Oh So You Are Off I See, which to me sounds like uh, like someone spelling out LMFAO or something like that, or like... Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't sound like actual words, it sounds like someone saying letters to... O-S-E-R-O-S-I-C. Oh, oh God, I've even forgotten. O-I-C, you're off, I see. Oh, no, you are off, I see. Okay. Oh, no, you are off, I see. Yeah. It's great. It's... Is it just this one single thing? Because I swear yeah. you said he was on the radio the other day and he talked, talked about a new song or something. No, this is the song that was on the radio. He oh, was good, on the radio. because I know this one then. They just played this on the radio. But anyway, this isn't going to be my musical highlight of the week, although I think it's an absolute massive tune. Yeah, but I've over-promoted Kane Strang on this enough. You guys are done listening to me talk about it. We've tweeted about it twice. Uh, it's a huge tune. If you aren't already, uh, you know, backing Kane Strang, repping Kane Strang, he's touring the US, so US listeners, go and see him. I... I'm still absolutely devastated at the fact that since he came to my uh, consciousness, he's never come to the UK, so I've never got to see him live. I'm so jealous of uh, of US listeners who could potentially see him on this and tour. He's not touring England. No, he's not coming either. to Europe even. Like literally at this stage, if he was playing Paris or Berlin I'd or something, he'd be bigger in Europe. No, nothing. At the moment, nothing. So, yeah, I would go to Paris, I would go to Berlin, I would go to these places just to see Kane Strang play. I'm that much of a fan. Mm. Um, he's not coming here, he is touring the US, he is touring New Zealand briefly. Get out and see him if you can. But this is a great, great new single. That is not going to be my musical highlight of the week, though. My musical highlight of the week is from a bit of like a throwback act who I wasn't even really sure was still active. Um, but Missy Elliott. Do you remember Missy Elliott? Of course I do. <laughs> That's my, like, terrible, terrible... I got, like, halfway through that and thought, I've, I've done it wrong already, so I'm going to do the second bit wrong as well. Um, but Missy Elliott, like, kind of just a legend, right? Yeah. A legend that I haven't heard a lot about for a while, but... No, because um, if you go on her brilliantly shit website, yeah, maybe the worst website I've ever seen... Um, the worst in the best way. Yeah, oh, just hilarious. I I love her so much for how bad her website is. Talk about simplistic. <laughs> Talk about being just made bad. by a GCSE IT student. <laughs> like, it is the worst website ever. She had, like, no money to go towards it. So no. She just helped maybe it's, her little cousin or something. It's, like, purple with yellow buttons and just, like, some years across the top. And, like, honestly, it's the, wor- it's the worst thing ever. And I know I'm... You know, working in that industry, I'm a bit snobby about kind of design you things. You don't and like a lot of things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Most things. I think most designers are shit. But anyway, that's another story. The point is, this is genuinely a hilariously bad website. Yeah. We can all agree. I think so. Yeah. But still, she's got it anyway. And on there is the video for her new song called I'm Better, featuring Lan. Yes, you heard me right. Featuring Lamb. Just Lamb. <laughs> like, the, yeah, like from a Sunday race? I don't know. He's, he seems to be a man. He seems to be a human man, Lamb. I certainly Who contributes quite a lot. To, he's in a video. He seems to exist. <laughs> he's not an actual Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, it just kind of caught me off guard, this, because uh, I was... I can't remember where I was, 
But as, as listeners know, I'm a Six Music listener. But I was somewhere else, and they were playing Radio 1, which for uh, international listeners is... It's the BBC, so it's still our kind of um, national broadcaster, but it's the poppy. It's the, the mainstream radio show. Isn't yeah, it? so Six Music is the kind of indie version of it. Radio 1 is where we play pop. And a lot of hip-hop, a lot of R&B... That kind of stuff is very, very. Six mainstream. music is some, sometimes I, I see more, more than just an indie version of it. It's like the complete, like upside down world. Oh yeah, it's the antithesis yeah. of Radio One. Um, so yeah, like I can't think of. I mean, MTV is it MTV? That is a thing. Radio? No, is it is Radio One like our MTV sort of like as in being that mainstream and that? Yeah, yeah. I guess because Radio One also used to be a bit like MTV used to be. Where it wasn't all like pop, and now yeah. it really, really is. Sure. So anyway, the point is, I can't remember where I was, but I was somewhere, and they said that I was just like kind of half listening in, and they said this is the new Missy Elliott track, and it just totally caught me off guard. I was fully ready to just think this is shit. Everything <laughs> Radio One play is shit, and who cares about Missy Elliott? But this is an absolute banger. It's just, it's just cool, like. I don't have a huge amount to say about it other than I walked out of... I think I was in a shop. I'm going to say I was in a shop. My memory is falling apart. I'm in like a weird <laughs> inception where like the buildings around me are collapsing at this stage. And I'm just twiddling a little thing to try and stay <laughs> conscious. <laughs> the point is, I heard a Missy Elliott song and it was good. Um, and I left and I searched it on Spotify straight away and I've been listening to it like two or three times a day ever since. It's a great song. Yeah, you mentioned it on Twitter ages ago. She's killed it. Yeah. And she's got a bowl cut. I'm going to put that out there. A Sia bowl cut. Great hair. Can't see her. Can't see her. Excellent work. I'm not going to take credit for that. That was a chance to rap. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of I'm Better by Missy Elliott. Maybe we'll come back from it. And talk about, it, or maybe we'll just go straight into your pick. Okay. Listeners will find out on the other side. I'ma start it from the bottom. I'll show you how to flip a dollar. I got food in my dining room. I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. It's another day, another chance. I wake up, I wanna dance. So as long as I got my friends, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. He say I'm hot, I'm so fickle. Pull up on him in my vehicle. He said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you must be from Brazil, I must be from Mexico. Roll up on him in my Latin book. Jump out like I'm better, I'm better. What did you think of that? It was so, like, simplistic. Yeah. Not a lot going on, really, is there? No, but kind of, like, grimy. and like Yeah, definitely that. I, in fact, that might have... Um, Played into why they made that song. Yeah, of course. No, of course. I mean, Grimes become a big influence over in the yeah. US, and I think it's totally influenced by that, which uh, maybe is kind of part of why I quite like it. Because obviously, someone like Missy Elliott, although she hasn't been around too much in the last few years, she is a big, big star. And to see someone like her really, really kind of not quite ripping off uh, a British subculture, but kind of really taking a lot of influence from it, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but also I just I just think it's great. I'm better. I'm better. It's kind of <laughs> like it just works. There's something about that tune. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, there's not much I can say about it. I, I I feel like I like it. I couldn't really tell you why. I'm in the same boat. 
Yeah. I feel like, but if that came on yeah. somewhere, then we'd enjoy that. So fingers crossed, because we're, we're off on a big night out tomorrow, listeners. Yeah. Uh, just going to throw that out there. It's my birthday. Night out tomorrow. I, to. I will cry if I want to. And there's a very good chance I will. Uh, yeah, there is a huge chance they will play tomorrow. And I think if it does, not only us, but everyone else will be kind of just getting down to it. I hope so. I think it's just one of those tunes. It's just got that thing about it. And I I don't know if she's got anything coming up, but I quite like the fact that she had one song in 2015, and then nothing else really, from what I can tell. And then just one song in 2017, and then nothing else really. I like the idea of just someone who's so big, it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to drop a song every two years. Not even an album, just, just like, a song. I've got an idea for a song. I'm yeah. just going to... She probably had that in the locker for a yeah. while. What does what does Missy Elliott do with her week? I have no idea. But it's maybe the most fascinating question of our generation. I haven't heard the name for so long. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Missy Elliott. <laughs> what legend. I love her for, for everything she is. Uh, so let's go on to yours. Do you have a musical heart of the week, Harry? Or just something that's kind of lit you up? Lit me up? Right. Well, actually... I actually, okay, I had two and I found it difficult to choose one. I'm just going to quickly say, a new song by Real Estate, Darling. Um, New Jersey group, Real Estate. It's kind of your best coast, beach house, surfer blood. Okay, so this is right up my strata. Yeah, it's wavy, hazy, glammy rock kind of. Did you say the name of the band or am I paying attention? I did, I said Real Estate. Real Estate, I know Real Estate. Of course you do. Um, and the new song Darling and you posted it on Twitter the other day I didn't actually know you had but the video for it is fab yeah I, I think the tweet was uh, great tune strong outfits and a horse on the loose what's not to love about real the estate the horse just like roaming around the yeah. stage is it real? yes because there's one particular shot of it where I thought oh is that actually CGI and then I couldn't really tell it's not CGI no it kind of Maybe I'll show you it after the recording yeah, today maybe. because at first I, I mean, was just a horse. Yeah, but like maybe horses are dangerous. Maybe <laughs> they couldn't get health and safety clearance for a real horse. <laughs> but it is good. Like you, for about like a minute and a half, you see uh, just the band playing the song, and then there's a horse in the corner, and then it just like with its nose just comes and knocks over the keyboard. Yeah, and he's just like chilling out next to yeah. the keyboard player, like nosing him. Nosing at the keyboard, yeah, and then it like, like cuts to the band again, like they're all playing, and the horses just stood like in between the band and the camera. It's just like yeah. it's not doing anything at that point. It's just literally stood there, like I'm going to be in the most awkward position I possibly can. Yeah, it's great. Um, that is a good song. I advise you to go and check it out. It's it's just a nice little tune. Yeah, uh, but the band I'm actually going to play to you, and the band that I want people to hear about, is a band called Soft Hair. Soft hair. Now we have previously. I've mentioned this to you, and we both how soft think, my hair is. Yeah, it's very soft. It's really soft. Mine actually is very soft today. Mine is all the time. My sisters right. will regularly <laughs> stroke my hair and say, "How do you get your hair so soft?" So I don't know. <laughs> I'll say, "Rinse, lather, repeat. <laughs> Always repeat. Rinse, lather, repeat." Um, we have mentioned that we think soft hair is a bit of a shit name. Yes. I'm not really a fan. No, it's a bad name for a band. Yeah. But I guess 
they're just a bit of a quirky band. So a little bit of background. Um, the band is a mixture of Conan Moccasin, um, who can be... <laughs> also a made-up name. <laughs> Conan Moccasin. Um, I think he's a New Zealand-born Oh, really? Guy. Yeah. Um, Doesn't know Kane Strong. Probably. The best of friends. Um, he's thought of in the same vein as your Mac DeMarco's kind of not not in the music they play really but he's a little bit weird a little bit okay funky um and the other guy within this kind of duo is Sam well I think I've seen the name Sam Dust but I think it's <laughs> it's Sam something else okay it doesn't matter his name really he's the lead, he was the singer of Late of the Pit okay a band that we love yeah. And just the other day, just like sang throughout the whole album at the end of a recording session. Yeah. I was then late for my bus and had to wait an hour and a half. You didn't wait Slash an hour and a half, you got a taxi. Uh, he is LA Priest, have you ever heard of them? No. Um, I mean, it's, when I listen to this, it's, it's kind of the same thing as Soft Hair. Just okay. him on his own. And the best thing about when you listen to this and L.A. Priest is that when you hear his voice like Lay of the Pier were huge for us or for me certainly yeah no they were and massive his voice so it was so good and there was these kind of croaky moments he would bring into things and uh, it was, yeah. he would do, he'd do a kind of lot, a lot of like he'd play around a lot with his voice yeah. I think and you get that throughout all of these kind of things yeah like that I like it kind of works perfectly within the context, but uh the chorus I wanna be your friend yeah. Like that was it's it's great because like you know um maybe you don't know, maybe this is just a personal experience, but like for me, like if I've been kind of stuck in the house all day and not really seen anyone, not really talked to anyone, I start to go a little bit mad and yeah. I'll start to just like sing weird things to myself. Like <laughs> Something I'm like, I want to be your friend. No, but like that's kind of something that w- I would like just start yeah. singing out of nowhere, just like being weird on my own. Never mind like going to a band. Like, right, I've got the chorus for this song. So yeah, I want to be your friend. Well, you get some really. I think it's kind of moxing actually. But there is a song I believe called "Lying Has to Stop" or "Relax Lizard." I'm not sure. Great names, by the way. And there's Relax a lizard's brilliant his vocal and I think it's kind of Moxon singing but his vocal is completely like the high register and it's it's obviously like changed by something but it's so weird to listen to and then throughout this kind of so the, there was an album it might be an EP it's like a six song album called I think self-titled Soft Hair um, and the reason why I love it is because there's there's just like late of the peer vibes bleeding in through this kind of um experimental synthy pop indie album and it's just a bit wacky and it's yeah. just really cool it sounds great and like i think um we've talked a little bit about uh specifically in terms of vampire weekend and the maccabees about how kind of bands you love you're just kind of excited to see what those people go yeah. on and do and later the period a bit like that because they were so weird and out there in the first place it's like anyone who was involved in that original project it's kind of exciting especially just... as we didn't get a lot from them after that as well no exactly um, I think there were certain circumstances yeah. why they didn't carry on but um, well, they just weren't it's funny they weren't picked because, up by anybody they weren't really 
big is like between me, you, and your brother. Like they're a massive band for us three, but I don't know anyone else. It's who's very into rare to find. But it, my manager, who, my new manager, who told me about this, yeah, um, she mentioned that she knows the guy from Late the Pier, and she's like worked with him or whatever. I was amazed that just anybody in the world knew who Late the Pier were. Yeah, I literally thought it was just us. Yeah, like because I think some of the I can't remember, but however, the, the band's been out since two thousand and eight, and that rec- that first record came out. I think none of their songs are even in the millions or something yet. I don't know. No, I'm, no I'm probably wrong, but... 2008? Yeah. Nine years ago? Yeah, it's a long time ago. Ooh. I'm amazed that I was even big into this band, because that's, that's at the very beginning. They were so great, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play a song called Jealous Lies, because it's out of the kind of... When I was list- first listening to them, out of the top songs, this is one that really kind of took me back. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Good vibes. Let's have a vibe on it. Jealous lies, soft hair. kind of the cool exciting weirdness that I was expecting um, yeah. I see exactly what you're saying about the vocals being even more yeah. uh, odd than in Late of the Pier like I can totally hear the Late of the Pier thing but that's taken to another strange level and I, I love that so two things that I remembered while listening to that back again reminded me a little bit of Unknown Mortal Orchestra and Metronomy yeah certainly that song yeah uh, that kind of funky vibe and stuff. It's funny because I, I've i got a feeling that later the pair even said at the time they were very influenced by Metronomy and they've, they've become a kind both, of... Both debut albums, I think, came out in 2008. Yeah, but I think Metronomy were one of those bands who were kind of under the radar for a long time. They've obviously become a mainstream hit, but I think they, for a very long time, were uh, cited as influences on a lot of bands who became big but actually never kind of hit the heights themselves. I know uh, Claxons used to talk about metronomy yeah. kind of back in the day as being a massive influence on them and they were kind of, yeah, this kind of cult thing mm. and obviously them broke through and became arguably bigger than any of those of their peers. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm interested and excited to hear more. Uh, cool. Yeah. Nice, nice pick. So on that nice pick... Let's go into a uh, little break, a little wee-wee break, which is what we're both dying for, let's be honest. You're looking at me, your cheeks are going a little bit red. this. Uh, we both need the toilet, listeners. Uh, you listen to some music while we go, and we'll be back. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Happy birthday to you. I'm not going to carry on. What? I'm really sorry, but I really find listening to that song and being part of it awkward. Why? Have you ever been sang happy birthday to? Like in, 25 times. But at like least. with loads of people around. It's uh, really horrible. 
Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I don't really, I don't particularly like it, but when it was just me and you, I was really enjoying that, <laughs> and they ruined the moment. Um, happy birthday, Tim. I was at like, least soon. I was like the moment where, like, um, you've got a number of people who the person in question is, like, a different relation to. So, yeah. say, for example, uh, my mum's birthday, there'll be people who will call her Fran will say mum <laughs> she's got a grandkid so it's like nanny and then it gets a happy birthday dear friend right. nanny mum <laughs> happy birthday to you I don't think I've seen that situation yeah. yet and then you you just kind of all join in so for example if I came to your mum's birthday I'm not going to call her mum <laughs> but I imagine you would in the song I imagine some people would be like mum it's about <laughs> yeah. right isn't it but um, would you would your dad say mum doesn't that happen when you sing to I your mum? No, I guess he probably does say Haley, but I don't really listen. Uh, Maybe I say Haley. Maybe yeah. that's the only time I've ever <laughs> called my mum. Do you find it weird? What, do you always call your mum mum? Yeah, of course I do. But I know loads of people that call their mum by their name. I had a friend in primary school who used to call his mum Sheila. <laughs> it's like, God's sake. Her name wasn't even Sheila either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so weird. He'd be like, Sheila, what time's dinner? <laughs> Sheila, can I come home a little bit late tonight, please? Yeah. Shout out Joseph Slade. <laughs> Joseph Slade, wow. Yeah. Um, so what's it like? I mean, you're not 26 yet. Uh, no. Uh, at the moment, I'm just on the precipice. You know, when you're like leaning over the edge of a yeah. cliff about to plunge to your death. Um, I'm there. Wow. So, <laughs> Dark. Uh, it does feel... It feels really genuinely old. Yeah. Like, that is a that is Because 25 felt old, didn't it? Or yeah. I remember when you turned 25 and you were like, oh my god, I'm going to be 25. Yeah, no, I had a breakdown in a hotel room in London. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, that happened. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. Years just seem to be racing away with me. I still can't even quite believe that I'm over like 22, never mind 26. Like that is really the tail end of your 20s are starting to mm. kick in. Um, but I mean, it feels fine. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> so it's Thursday today. Are you, when you're, we're going out on Friday night, are you, are you going to turn 26? Sunday. Oh, Sunday okay. is the day. Okay. Um, so yeah, big night out on Friday night. Uh, listeners, you won't have heard this by then, so I don't even know why I'm saying it. But if you're out on Friday night, say hello. We did this last time on my birthday. I said, let's, everyone go go to Thingy. We're going to be there. I realised that it was two yeah. days later. Yeah. Everyone Anyways. who has a time machine, <laughs> go out on Friday night in Brighton. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what to say about it all, really. It, it kind of, I've never been a birthday guy anyway. No. As anyone who knows me will vouch for, it is probably... Literally since I was about 15, been one of my least favourite days of the year. I'm I don't, not a big fan. I don't like it being my birthday. I mean, I've already we've already had the little discussion when you were making a Facebook group for the first time ever. This is the first Facebook event a, I've ever made. Yeah. And it's been really stressful. Because it is stressful, isn't it? Like, you, as well as me, don't really like being centre of attention on, like... Yeah. You don't want to have a thing that's your birthday, because then I always feel like I've got to make it a good night for people. Yeah. My ideal... My ideal of my, like, because obviously it's a funny, it's a funny, like, little balance because you do still, like, one year I literally did nothing for my birthday. I've done that. Like, literally, 
Uh, it was when I lived in London. Little family thing. Though. No, no, not even that. It was when I lived in London, and I was like, to my parents and my sister, I was like, "Don't come up. I'm not. I'm not doing anything for. Her. I'm just working." Um, so I just went to work, and like my girlfriend at the time, like she got me a cake and got me some presents. But like that, like it was just a non-event, yeah. and that felt really actually quite sad. I got to the end of it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like that was that sucked." What, like, what birthday was that? I think maybe like twenty-two. Something like that. Okay. Um, but like my ideal is sort of in it would. It, there's no way this happens. But like <laughs> I just, uh, I kind of wake up and uh, loads of people I like. I wake up and loads of people I like are just kind of around. But I haven't had to like sit there and be like, oh, who's going to turn up? Who's not? And then when people arrive, be like, oh, thank you for coming. Like. Yeah. I don't want that night out. I like the idea that there's just a night out where people I like are there. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. I think... Is that why you did it not on your birthday? I know, because my birthday is Sunday, is yeah. why. So I'm not going to go out on Sunday, am I? Well, I went out on the Saturday, and then you it turns into your birthday oh, yeah. at midnight, which is... No, Saturday was definitely a candidate, but it was just a fact of um, Friday, there's a really good indie night on in Brighton. Oh, um, of course, music yeah. Music that we will all like, so that oh, was why good. it was Friday over Saturday. Um, so nothing like that, but yeah, I don't, it's that thing of like sitting there and kind of, if there's only four of you, people are looking at you a little bit sad, like, hmm. Yeah. Well, mine, bit of a poor showing. mine started with me, my brother and his girlfriend, yeah. and we were sat there for ages, I was like, nobody's coming. Yeah. Oh my God. And then people started to trickle in and it, was, it ends up all right. Yeah. But it's, I was a little bit scared. Yeah. it's like, do I not have friends? It's all these things, and it's like, it's all these <laughs> things you don't actually, you know consciously you don't care about. It's like, yeah. the entire, you know me, I I never, ever use Facebook. I hate Facebook. Yeah, but yeah, for this one week, I'm stressed out about who turns up, who clicks invite, or not clicks invite, clicks Except, attending to my yeah. uh, event. And then on my actual birthday, if I only get like three people right on my thing, happy birthday, it's like, oh, I look like such a... You know what, that's such a weird thing, that kind of Facebook birthday thing, because every year I think, I don't care who says anything, but every year I check, and I always think if it's over 20 or 30. I mean, who has, like, in in the real world, who has, like, well, there are some people which make me seem a bit sad now, but who has 30 people that's going to say happy birthday to them? Like... But the and, thing then, is, and then some yeah. some people like send you a message and you're like, mm, put it on my wall, please. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is the thing about but that, this is the other thing about it. Like, I then have to kind of remind myself, like, in the past year since my last birthday, how many Facebook happy birthday messages have I sent? Zero, I know. like literally zero. People I care about, I'll send them a text, and then everyone else, like, Me I don't too. care that it's your birthday, especially if Cole it's a stranger. You're. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> You'll you'll get like somebody uh, wish you happy birthday that you haven't spoke to for eight years. You're like, yeah. I didn't say anything to you. I don't know when yours is. Yeah, I know. I couldn't care less. It's I definitely got a notification on my phone. <laughs> While I was at work, I was like, oh, who cares? So but, positive energy then around your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I just don't enjoy them. I think um, I am a a bit of a birthday cynic. No, I think I'm just like not not a recluse, but like <laughs> you know what I mean. I, d- I don't like to be in the spotlight. Yeah, uh, and your birthday kind of forces that upon you. I I like something like Christmas. I love Christmas because yeah. it, everyone shares in the limelight, and it's just kind of an exciting time for everyone. Whereas your birthday, it's all on you, and like 
there's nothing worse for me than like again like a night out where people are asking you where where are we going next where, yeah no. what are we doing next Tim when are we leaving I always here turn and to it's just like else. ah it's just like, I don't want to be nightmare. if I say somewhere and I know you're not going to enjoy it yeah, yeah it's I weird. know and then you're like there's a group of people all eyes on you and it's like what about going here and you can see they're like oh. I hate it when I go to somebody I know has a birthday and I'm going along and they like like shit stuff yeah. like they'll go to a club or something I'm like I just don't want to do yeah. that I have to because it's your birthday, but I really yeah. don't want to go to Shoosh. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like go to Shoosh, mate. Why would I want to go to Shoosh? <laughs> I very nearly just booked like one of those little karaoke booths and was like, we're going there. That would have been grand. No, because like, they're, they're only for like four people. Are they? Well, any more than that and it's going to get warm and <laughs> stressful to sing in there. It's like, we need to leave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. We'll yeah. report back next week. As to whether I've just spent the whole night like breaking out in hives and like crying, or if it's been fun, I feel like it probably will be fun. I think it'll be fun. Um, so I guess what we're leading on to is what we did on my birthday. Obviously, you were born in ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. A long time ago. Um, so oh. we're gonna go through. <laughs> we're gonna go through uh, songs that were released in nineteen ninety one. And, yeah, some of our picks from that year. Yeah. Hard for you? Easy for you? Uh, I'll be honest, I was uh, slightly disappointed when I was going through the the kind of playlists and lists online or whatever else it is. The places you find these songs, um, I felt like there were more great songs in 1993. Or at least, I'll tell you what the, the big problem for me was that, like, uh, going through 1991, there were a few like really big, important, significant releases. Yeah, but they were by acts that we've talked about before, and I didn't really want to talk about again. So like some of them that we talked about extensively. Yeah, exactly. So uh, like Nirvana had big release. Uh, Billy Bragg had a great album. Um, I've gone blank. Can you remember any of the other people that we've talked about that were in 1991? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them that like, I might have picked. So We're I'm not good sure. at this job. <laughs> Basically, uh, there was a load of acts that we've already talked about. Yeah, Cud, Cud, the Charlatans. Yeah. Like a lot of my favourite bands, and it's interesting that you know these are people I would have very happily played. But um, yeah, we don't want to retread old ground, so we're gonna kind of try and play vaguely new, interesting stuff. Yeah, that came from 1991, so not new at all. But you know what we mean, listeners. So, so who's going first? Uh, it's up to me. <laughs> because it's, it's my your birthday. birthday. <laughs> and I'm going to say you're going first. Okay. Well then, I'm going to go for a song that I know least about. Um, because I don't know what to say about it. The band is electronic. The song is getting away with it. Tune. I mean, it's very... I like it because it's very... It feels early nineties. It it really does. Like the the one thing that I realised about looking at these kind of very early ninety one kind of thing is that a lot of the stuff I listened to had had I not known the date, I would have assumed it was an eighties track. Yeah. Like the, the bleed from eighties to nineties yeah. is very obvious in the early stages. Yeah, I think so. Not, when it comes to ninety three. I feel like it changes a little bit more. Yeah, you're, you're getting towards mid-90s. There's yeah. been more of a departure. And I suppose, like, 
it, it was also unfortunate about the year because I, I know I was going to have Happy Mondays, but they released in '92 and '94. So no, there was a few Happy Monday singles. Was there? Yeah, in '91. Yep. Oh, okay. There were things that didn't quite make the cut for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that's the kind of thing that I. But yeah, it was that a, I put down to nineties. Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of our kind of musical taste, it was, uh, you know, Manchester yeah. was kind of in its very infancy. It was kind of just spawning into something. So the, you know, the those bands and also the Britpop band, you know, Blurb were putting things out mm. in ninety one, but it hadn't quite uh, reached. Where it would it hadn't quite flourished yeah. yet by that point. No. Yeah, it was just kind of a gestation period. Yeah, but I had already popped out, <laughs> so we have to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do random other nineties years. We'll do sometime. all of them eventually. Yeah, we won't. I feel like that's I mean, if like we're ninety-seven, going... I feel like would be an absolute desert. Do you think? Yeah, I think we might be surprised. Yeah, who knows? Ninety-seven is coming up soon. <laughs> Episode 97, we'll keep that for. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there isn't really a lot I can say about this. Uh, firstly, I didn't... Re- I know the song because you played it for me. I struggled <laughs> this to is find... my pick. I was, this is my first <laughs> pick. essentially your pick. I struggled to pick another. Um, like before I got here, I had um, a lot of Nirvana and stuff down and things like that that I just, like we've talked about, didn't really want to pick. Um, and I, I kind of, yeah, I struggled with this one a little bit. It's not down to preparation at all. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> uh, but that's why it's my first pick. It's just so I can play it. You can get, get it out of the way. You can get a f- <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. You can get a feel of what we're going to go for. The bit before the listeners have turned off and stopped paying attention, you're going to play the worst one. Yeah. Great choice. Mate. And this is assuming that I'm going to have something to say about the next two. <laughs> <laughs> so, electronic, getting away with it. So, not much more we can say about that, because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) But, let's move on to your first pick. So I'm going to stay uh, very much in the same ballpark as the song you just picked, because um, I think when we did the 1993 episode, whilst the songs we picked were really great and I really enjoyed listening back to that episode. If you haven't listened to that, listeners, go listen back. We're we're really good at this podcasting stuff and we picked some great songs for it. But I thought what was interesting about it was that, like, uh, we picked a lot of songs that sounded uh, contemporary now and you didn't really kind of get that much of a feel of what kind of 1993 music sounded like. There was nothing that felt kind of from another era if that makes sense uh so just like uh the electronic song that you just picked mm. uh the song that i'm going to pick is again it sounds very the first couple of years of the 90s um but also in a great way it's a massive massive tune i think it's um it's by san etienne which 
is ironic because Man United are playing Simon Etienne <laughs> tonight. Um, and from what I understand, at this stage, we're one up. So, oh, <laughs> uh, But the song is called Only Love Can Break Your Heart. And I can look at your face right now and I feel like you don't know the tune. But I, I think you're going to say, has love broken your heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you now, you look at your heart broken. Yeah, it has been, yes, yes, it has. <laughs> I'm a little bit heartbroken. Um, I, I don't know, have you played this tonight at all? No, but I feel like you do know it, so maybe we'll... I might do. We'll do the classic thing of... We'll the give old it, classic of... Play the old see what you think. classic. <laughs> So did you know it? Uh, I feel like I would have. I mean, when I listen to that, it takes me back to Bolney, which means maybe it yeah, played it somewhere. Yeah, definitely like that. played to Bolney. Um, it sounds like I might not know the actual song, but it sounds like what I would pin to that era. You know the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like with the melody, it felt like I I knew it and I was singing along to it, but I wasn't getting it right every time. So it it suggests to me that. I kind of know that kind of thing, but maybe I don't know the song. I think maybe that is what that kind of thing is. And I, I think that that's the good thing about it is kind of, it is uh, a kind of nostalgic kind yeah. of feel. You, it's like those like keyboard you, yeah, stabs. You know, I mean, I don't remember what it felt like to be in 1991. I was just knocking about as a little, Nothing. little <laughs> tiny little bald man. <laughs> So bald. I was little ben- Benjamin Button. Yeah, literally was. <laughs> I really was. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is kind of the vibe that was knocking about at the time. And when you see like kind of, you know, I think of like kind of even like Crystal Maze and things like that. You know, yeah. these things that we kind of, these cultural reference points that we do have from the early 90s. Um, that kind of fits in with it. And I think that's great, Jim. That's one of the songs that... Okay, it might not get played in clubs anymore, but you hear it on Heart. You hear it on Heart, Heart and things like that will definitely play. Heart of them. Yeah. So Very local, yeah. If it's good enough for them, then it's good enough for tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, before I go on to this next track, which is a really great track, by the way, so don't say something else off, um, what were you like as a little baby? What Me. were you like as a between the ages of two to seven? Because I just imagine you were this little child, but you didn't really give a shit about toys, and you kind of spoke back, or maybe you were just a little bit too like meh. I was I was an intellectual child. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm seeing. My mum's favourite story to <laughs> to tell about me is I'm when, laughing already. I don't know. <laughs> when I was maybe I don't know how old are you when you go to nursery. Nursery. Well, you go to primary school at five. I think, okay, so. so younger than five. Yeah, and th- this is definitely my dad's influence, by the way. Like he's he brainwashed me my entire life and continues to. <laughs> but she once asked me what my favourite thing about nursery was, and I said the architecture. <laughs> oh, you little shit! <laughs> <laughs> what 
why would you do that? I don't Somebody know. T- yeah. said architecture. Know. You probably didn't know what it meant, yeah. did you? No, it's like the architecture. The architecture, mother. Yeah. It's vibrant. <laughs> it's very edgy. It's very of today. It's lovely. Oh, nice. I mean, the postmodernism, I mean, it really just speaks to me and my soul. <laughs> Meanwhile, smashing a banana in his forehead. No, I was, uh, yeah, it's kind of the thing that I don't know a lot about what I was like as a kid, but a lot of people remember it. <laughs> but like a lot of people in my family say, like, you'd swallowed a dictionary, you were like, uh, pretentious, kind of. Things that have moved on to now, then. <laughs> <laughs> Because even last year at Bolney, I remember us being absolutely off our faces and I came and tried to talk to you and you like pushed me away and went, your vocabulary is ridiculous. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. <laughs> at like 4am, I was like, I don't know. God knows what I'd said to you. <laughs> I think it's just, sometimes I struggle with, uh, I wish my vocabulary was better. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I could just make it better. Um, yeah, sometimes talking to you, I'm just, I, I, I like listening to people, basically, like you and Emily, and I like talking to smart people that have a good Cheers, vocabulary. Yeah. She better say, I gotta be nice. Um, <laughs> I don't remember doing that, but it definitely sounds like something that would happen. Yeah. But yeah, I was <laughs> like, shut up, dude, <laughs> you're speaking too well. But yeah, I think I was quite a precocious child. Um, I was very fashion conscious. Really? I would. I get, feel like you looked like this probably when you were seven. I would get changed two or three times a day. I would cry and have a hissy fit if my mum dressed me in clothes that didn't match. Like, so bordering psychotic as a child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I... I don't know, I think... These jeans don't go with this shirt, mother. Yeah, I think... Um, kind, I, I, we said this a few weeks ago. Like, you look at pictures of me when I was a little kid, and I think I just look like me now. And I think, from what I hear about my character, I was quite like I am now. Like, quite laid back, quite chilled most of the time. Weren't you wearing, like, a tracksuit in that picture you st- with Dan? Yeah, that that's, like, teen years, though. I'm talking about when I was a little boy. Oh, okay. But like, I was quite laid back, but with a bit of a temper. And back in this time, you were living up north, weren't you? Yeah, I was born in Leeds. Uh, I lived there everywhere. You're a bit of a country slut. <laughs> Not really. I was born in Leeds. Uh, I lived there till I was maybe three, four. Yeah. And then moved to York until I was uh, eleven, and then moved to Brighton for the rest of my life yeah, with so a you're little the, an England London bicycle. secondment. Uh, so yeah, I was a I was a northern baby. I don't really know what to say about myself. Yeah, bald. I mean that that was my defining characteristic. Wait. And then when I finally got hair, it was just like white blonde. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're both the same kind of hair, aren't we? Yeah, and we were both white blonde when we were kids. Yeah, devastatingly handsome. Yeah, from from day one. I don't know, cool little guy. <laughs> <laughs> what was I like? I was obsessed with football. Yeah, um, you were. You know the. I you was... had a bit of an Aaron Lennon hands run, I think, didn't you? I remember kind of playing football with you when I was. To paint a picture, you were in, you were with Jack and their gang, and I was Jack's little brother, so I had to be included. Cool in the gang, as yeah. we were called. Cool in the gang and Jack's <laughs> little brother, and uh, we would occasionally go up to the field and play. Field football. of Dreams. That was a great field. I wish we could all go go, go back up. It's got there. buildings on it now. Does it? Yeah, it's been. It's got a housing estate on it. 
that grass. Yep. That's really sad. How, yeah. When's the last time we played there? Uh, five, ten years ago. Five to ten. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I had no idea. That's really sad. I really wanted to go out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was the little brother and I just seem to remember you playing football as kind of an arms kind of in... I mean... To the side. As the being the person who was doing the running, I don't really know if I ran with my arms out. Oh, um yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just thinking of an I was, player. I was obsessed with football from a very, very young age. Yeah, you my mum, uh, when we first moved to York, she used to work in a pub. So, yeah. again, I was like five or six. And I remember I would like sit on the bar and like talk football with <laughs> the patrons of the pub and like have opinions on why United were great and Arsenal were shit. Right. <sighs> Yeah, I think I was I was kind of old before my time. Uh yeah. I think so. I yeah. think um we both have something to say about that kind of thing. Yeah. I I always felt like I grew up before I was meant to. Yeah. I think you're you're quite emotionally um mature or you were more emotionally mature maybe earlier than you should have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean or well, not should have been, but the most... Yeah, are. I mean, circumstances uh, forced me into yeah, maturity. And I'd rather they didn't happen, but they did. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's one of those things you kind of... Uh, your memories of your childhood, they kind of come from, like, photos and things like that. Like, yeah. you don't really... I remember going to school and things like that. But, like, you know, when people ask you, like, what's your earliest memory, do you have an answer for that? My earliest memory, I always think, is my earliest memory that I know is definitely isn't from a photo or anything, is that I was at, like, preschool, like you said, around that kind of three to four age, and it was in the middle of Brighton. I don't yeah. know where it was. It was near where Jack went. Do you remember he went to Balfour or something was like that? that? I was, that's way oh, yeah, before my yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Um, well... We were in a big field, and the big teacher, who was obviously in his like twenties or thirties at the time, but to me seemed like a giant. Um, there was just over the road or something, but it, for me, as as a kid, obviously went over the road seems like four centuries in the like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like everything's so big. And I think some bin men were putting some bins away, yeah. but to me, it sounded like a monster. Yeah, and all I was thinking is that that's a monster. Yeah, because I didn't know what it was, and and the guy was. I remember him saying, yeah, it's 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 Godzilla or something like that. <laughs> and that's my earliest memory because I know that I had no real thought yeah. process. Process. Um, process. process. <laughs> like, I couldn't... Yeah. I didn't know what sounds were, basically. Yeah. Like, can you go that far back to where you obviously didn't know what the world was? Not in terms of, like, something like that, but I think... <sighs> my earliest memory is kind of something... It's not that kind of clear but I remember again like going to nursery mm. and being really excited that I had yellow socks on because <laughs> I there was some, I don't know what it was but there was like some song or something we did where it was like anyone who's got yellow socks on like do this and I remember like I remember Were going the only one? no it was like a thing we did every time and like, I remember once going there and just being like so excited that I was going to be one of the yellow socks people that day. <laughs> but like, 
I don't, I don't, there's no kind of visuals really to it, it's just kind of like a feeling. Yeah. Apart from that, the next one may have come from a photo, like the first, uh, I was born in one house in Leeds, like a flat, and then we moved to a, like a terrace house, and um, there's a photo of me, maybe like two or three, something like that, uh, like on the back of my sister's bike, like the day we moved in, and... About half an hour later, uh, I have got my leg properly stuck in this bike, like to the point where no one can get out. And we've just moved into this house. Uh, all these people, neighbours, uh, their introduction to us is a fire engine and an ambulance having to be called out, and they have to like. Like with Seriously. a big chainsaw thing, cut me out of my sister's bike because my leg is stuck, like fully stuck in a bike. <laughs> and like, I don't know if I actually remember it or if it's just like one of those things that I've heard the story so many times. And I've seen the picture it that might, like yeah. I have like a picture of what that day was like. Um, it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. But also probably a bit traumatic as like a tiny little child. Like yeah. my leg is literally stuck in a fucking bike. Who yeah. let this happen, you morons? I remember like something similar to that. I think I have my head stuck in somewhere. And when you I guarantee you when, had your head stuck yeah. in somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> as a kid you're just like, that's a thing. I could probably fix that thing in it. I mean I'll go ahead first and I'll be in. <laughs> and you let my head stuck and then you just obviously cry and that. But back then you think the world's gonna end. Yeah. Um, and, and then the next kind of memories I have are at school playing Beyblades and weird. Oh shit. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. school. I've, you know, I've definitely got um, very vivid memories of starting school, and like, I can still like smell the school dinners from like being in reception and stuff like that. But I oh think, yeah, I think I do still have some memories from before that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely do. But anyway, uh, whose pick is it? It's mine. <laughs> it's yours. Pick number uh, two. So, a great album came out. In 1991, the album is Scream by Primal Scream. One of the kind of iconic uh, albums of its generation, really. Yeah, and for me, iconic in terms of its uh, album cover as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, the red, the, the yellow, the, like smiley sun, face kind like, of something, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It was kind of a precursor to everything that was going to come, I think. Yeah. I mean... And I don't know about you, but I'm no expert in that era at all. But I feel like that was kind of, you know, the beginning of the kind of Hacienda. Yeah. Manchester. Well, this is a... That led into Britpop thing. A funny band for me, because... I mean, earlier we talked about tracks being good because we are now able to just admit when we don't know stuff and whatever. I remember when Primal Scream, I think they, like, headlined or were... Co before the headliner at Reading or Glastonbury or something, and I saw it on TV and I looked them up, and I and I thought they were like a horrors band, like a new kind of band. Did in that you? Era. Yeah. Despite the fact that Bobby Gillespie is about a thousand years old. Well, I had no idea. I just thought that, <laughs> and then I looked them up and I saw like this album and and just realised that they were a lot older. I mean, this yeah. was maybe 2010, 2009 or ten. So this is a while ago. But uh, I think, what's the first year you went to Reading or? Oh, eight? Okay. Or a nine. So it was around 2010 or 11. Um, yeah, and I didn't know that this band was kind of an old school kind of 
yeah. 90s band. Um, I guess this this wasn't their first album either. I think Scream of Delica was their first album, but I could, I could be totally wrong. I'll have a little quick check and with yeah. a bit of editing Because skill. we don't want to see male informed listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, why would you tune in to two people who have no idea what they're talking about? As if by 48 episodes you haven't realised that yet. That was quite wonderful in that um, you talked over while the, the time I had to search it. Yeah. Like, we usually have to cut, but no, we, we won't this no, time. No, we're pros, Harry. I'm so filling. I'm filling. It looks like the first album was 87. Really? And then 89 and then 91. So Scream of Death was the third album. But then, because the, the second one is self-titled Primal Scream. The first one, Sonic Flower Groove. And the third, Scream of Delica. Can't be sh- can't be 100% sure that they aren't EPs or whatever, but um, yeah, Scream of Delica looks like... The but confirmation, album. we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to <laughs> confirm that, though. Uh, the song I'm going for is Moving On Up. Because it's like... I'm, this is definitely a shout back to Bony. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this song and probably didn't know it when I heard it. Probably didn't know who it was. Um, so I'm just going to play the song. It's huge. You'll love it. We love it. Yep. Moving on up. I was blind. Now I can see. You Sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to your second victim. Uh, so, when I was doing the uh, research for this episode, one of the things I was really interested to work out was whether, uh, not not whether, whether's the wrong word, like where hip hop was in 1991. Because, um, as you all know, I'm trying to, I'm try- one, I'm trying to get back, uh, go back into the history of hip-hop and kind of pick up on the things that I've missed but also um you know I like a lot of 80s hip-hop and I'm kind of quite into that stuff anyway that's a bit kind of my comfort zone within that genre um genre genre. uh so I was kind of interested and excited to learn uh what was happening in the year of my birth with that kind of music and um what I found was NWA had an album Public Enemy had an album, you know, artists that I know and love. But there was a certain song that has a certain resonance with me, um, which I was so excited to discover. came out not only in the year of my birth, but it came out, I think, ten days after I was born, something like that. Uh, basically, the very end of February, maybe the 28th of February. It's by an artist whose uh, name I... I still to this day think is absolutely brilliant and hilarious. It's Del the Funky Homo Sapien. And your eyes are squinting at me. No, just because it looked like you were going to say more. I was like, that's surely enough. (laughs) Yeah, that is enough. Del, Del, like Del Boy. Yeah. What a funky Homo Sapien he is. A funky Homo Sapien. (laughs) Um, And it's a song that uh, specifically me and my little sister Lizzie absolutely love uh, I actually bought it for the 
seven inch single I bought it for her last Christmas. Um, it's called. Did it come new? No, no, of course I was not. Say, no, was it like a no, it was, thing? no, I bought it online. It was from kind of a, a like a second hand, like like a collector's record dealer's yeah. website. I can't remember what it's called. Discography. Discography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, huge. That website. Everything. Is that what it's called? It, I don't think it's got more than just discography, but yeah, that they that have literally thing. everything. Yeah, it's a great website. You can yeah. find anything you want, and I found this. I specifically set out to find it. It's Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, and the song is Mr. Dobolina. And, um, oh, why do I feel like I know that? It's kind of... Not only is it brilliant, like his flow, and I hope the bit that you play, like there's quite a big intro... And there's quite a bit where he's just like, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob <laughs> it's like, it's, And then, but then his flow is really, really great. But like that, uh, the hook bit is totally catchy and will get stuck in your head forever. And um, yeah, this is just one of those old school hip hop tracks that I had picked up from somewhere else um, and loved. And again, there was an innocence, I think, to kind of early hip hop when it kind of started to really break through. And I listened to a bit of Public Enemy and I listened to a bit of NWA and I felt like they had, maybe they had progressed a bit more than this kind of track. Like it was kind of getting a bit more gritty and getting a bit more real. And uh, maybe that was where the kind of music scene was moving in 1991. And maybe this was even then seen as a kind of a little bit of a throwback. I don't really know. I wasn't around. But What's the content to this kind of song? Is it because... When you talk about NWA and stuff, it that kind of yeah. Stuff I don't think is... it's got. It hasn't got like social commentary and right. um, kind of hard hitting lyrics, really. Right. Uh, I mean, again, we'll we'll a listen lot of to stuff it. from that era, didn't? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it was it was just cool and fun and um, you know, uh, your birthday is a time you like to spend with your family, and uh, th- this is very much a me and Lizzie song. Listeners, regular listeners will know Lizzie. You've heard her on the podcast before. Uh, yeah. This is Del the Funky Homo Sapien with Mr. Dobolina. And I want to play music, it. White boy. Homo Sapien. <laughs> <laughs> That was Dell the Funky Homo Sapien with Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bob Dobolina, Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bob Dobolina. <laughs> Funny enough, um, it kind of moves swiftly on to my last pick. Taylor Swift? I'm just going to leave now. <laughs> um, she was two in 1991. Well, I had chosen this tune because of the whole you going back in time to old hip-hop. Didn't know your third pick, or your second pick, sorry, was going to be kind of that thing. But what I've gone with is Check the Rhyme by Tribal Quest. And we have talked about Tribal Quest before, but I've also spent a while going back into their history of music. Because the more I've listened to them, the more I really, really get on with them. I know them. As people. Yeah. We're good, mate. (laughs) Um, The song itself is... 
the, the kind of question I wanted to ask is, when I hear this, I think it's very current. And I think that's maybe because, especially with their latest album, it's a lot of people say it sounds very 90s. And it's almost as if that sound was futuristic. The whole sampling thing, their flow, the lyrics, everything, it seems very futuristic because right now it just it settles within the time we're in. I think also uh, one of the interesting things is, and I found the same thing kind of uh, listening to hip-hop from 1991, trying to find songs for this episode. Um, one of the things we've been most into in 2017 has been the Lolokana album, yeah. which has got a very similar setup in most of the tracks to kind of early 90s hip-hop. It is quite stripped back. It is quite simple. You've got a very repetitive beat with, you know, just quite a simple uh, vocal delivery over it. The chorus often is still uh, the the rapper kind of just delivering another hook, right? There is a real simplicity to a lot of what is coming out now and yeah. what was early 90s hip-hop. I don't know if it's come full circle. I don't really kind of know the historic lineage of why we've come back to this point, but I think probably part of the reason why things you're listening to sound very contemporary still is that kind of thing. Like, people are still putting out that kind of music now. Mm. But it's that... There's definitely a... Again, like, I don't know enough, really, to, to have a very valid opinion on this, but within... All that, opinions valid. <laughs> within kind of rap and hip-hop and that, there's been a little bit of a a move in in the kind of faster flow. You know you kind of have these these um like these mid, rappers like mid mid 2000s yeah. like the first I mean twister. You had twister. Yeah, exactly. But and and the kind of that, that stuff I think is always changing. Rubbish. And well this this stuff is kind of it it follows that kind of rhythm. Yeah. And um and I think things are starting to find their way back there again. Yeah. Especially with people like this who were huge back in the day and they've influenced everybody yeah. that is currently going right now. I mean, we, I, I think in one of our end-of-year roundup episodes, we fully eulogised about Tribe. Like, yeah. About how... Not just how great they are, but how significant and influential and sort of underappreciated in a weird way, despite being seen as one, seen as one of the most significant hip-hop acts ever, yeah. they still somehow underappreciate at the same time, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think they played at the Grammys recently as well. Yeah, they did. They this week. It. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, really, really... Uh, you know, again, all the things they are potent, uh, important, political. Uh, yeah, just kind of beautiful. Um, mm. And while you mention the Grammys, we should just say also, uh, Chance absolutely cleared up yeah. And it was really great to see. And I've, I loved how happy he was about it as well. So ecstatic, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it you know, brought a tear to my eye. I was, I was so happy for him, and it was so well-deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out Chance <laughs> for absolutely smashing it. And um, also, while, yeah. while we're here, because we're British, Adele. Yeah, shout out Fucking smashed it, though. She, she won every award she was up for. Yeah. Wiped the floor with Beyonce. And I had forgotten about it. Adele, actually. I mean, I'm not completely convinced that album came out last year, I'm going to be honest. I think that was about two years ago. But well, she played at 
She's know. been going for ages, mate. I'm not a huge. I'd forgotten. I'm not a huge Zell fan, but like in a slightly kind of. Um, yeah, I was. I was just a bit proud of her, and I thought she'd really uh, covered herself in glory that night. I yeah, thought her George Michael tribute was beautiful. This is weird. I, I don't know if I was just looking, watching the wrong bits, but when they showed the four people that could win, why was it always the person that was backstage that was getting? It was always the person just behind the stage, and then they would say, it's Beyonce or Adele, and then they would just walk on the stage, and the yeah. other people would be in the crowd. I didn't see that. I just, I, saw, like, I don't speeches. know if it was just a few of them that I saw, because yeah. obviously a lot of people had come from the crowd and that. Maybe they'd just been performing or something. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I only watch highlights and stuff. I'm not too big into the Grammys, but anyway. No. Uh, I'm just going to play the tune. It's Check the Rhyme. Uh, R-H-I-M-E. Which I'm pretty... Yeah, I mean, that's an I in there instead of a Y. Yeah. I don't know if it means anything. Uh, a tri Quest. Yeah. Check it. Back in the days on the boulevard, I landed. We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. Yo, a tribe there. A tribe? Just a tribe. Just, some just tribe. a random tribe, we know. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to your third and final pick. Okay, so my final pick is something that, um... I was quite excited to learn that a certain musical career was born in the year that I was born. Um, so we've discussed previously PJ Harvey. Uh, talked when we've been talking about the Mercury Awards, uh, the fact that she, Polly Jean Harvey, uh, just won two Mercury Awards and is kind of one of the most significant British artists, maybe ever. Certainly within the indie scene, I think there's maybe been no one more influential, more important. As it's your birthday, I'm just going to... You know, sometimes you have to be a bit harsh on you. The amount of times you say, maybe ever (laughs) on this podcast. but so do you. (laughs) The thing is, I say maybe ever, and you say, this might be my album of the year. (laughs) I do. I've said it like four times already this year. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. Every album. This might be. I mean, I'm saying it early, but this might be my album of the year. For every album that's ever released. It might be. (laughs) Moving on, though. The point is, PJ Harvey really, really is a hugely significant, influential, Massive, important yeah. artist, and um, someone we should be really, really proud of in this country for the kind of um, breadth of her influence. And um, 1992, her first album came out, Dry. Uh, but the first single, there's only two singles from that album which I found really interesting to learn because it's an album I really love and I've listened to for many, many years, but there's only two singles on it. The first of which was Dress, and it came out in December 1991. And um, obviously, we don't know what the hype was like around then. You know, she could have been touring for years, for all I know, and kind of built up a real cult following in England anyway. But I like to imagine 
that 1991, just as it spawned the most uh, important and influential podcaster of his generation, it also... I'm talking about myself. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It also spawned the most important and influential uh, musician of her generation. Me. In England. (laughs) You. (laughs) You weren't born in 1991. We had two years without your bullshit. (laughs) Uh, No, PJ Harvey. Um, Yeah. I was just really excited to learn that this was when her career started. And this is this is one of our best songs. Um, I'm actually surprised it was that kind of late. I know it's been a while since the nine, very early 90s. I thought <laughs> a really long time. It's been 26 she, years. Yeah, I guess so. But she's she's what in her 40s now, isn't she? Yeah, so which means it makes she sense, was. But anyone in their 40s was in their teens slash 20s back then. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Move well, on. Do you want her to put out songs when she was a baby? Yeah, seven at least, <laughs> seven to eight. Uh, the point is, this is a really, really brilliant song, and I think, you know, aside from the stuff we've talked about, Nirvana, you know, REM, uh, all that kind of stuff, the obvious indie stuff, I think this was really, really important, and something that would, uh, the seismic waves that PJ Harvey set off, by just being this incredible creative powerhouse that she is, uh, she set them off then, and they're still reverberating now, and... You know, to this day, if I ever hear of the fact that there's a new PJ Harvey record or anything, even if she, like she's often um, cited as an influence or a producer credit on stuff, yeah. And even then, I'm just so excited to hear it because there's there's no one better. So uh, yeah, this is a huge tune, and someone I'm very proud and privileged to share the year of my birth with the birth of her career. I think she'll be proud and privileged as well. I know. If only she could see me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this is Dress. PJ Harvey with Dress. And I realised from Harry's uh, reaction after I started playing that, he repeated uh, me saying the name of that song a number of times. Because it turns out I don't... Can I say that word? Dress. Dress. (laughs) I was like Dres. Dres. Like Dresden. (laughs) D-R-E-S-S. Like what a lady wears. Dress. Or a man. Or a man. (laughs) Men in this day and age certainly can wear a dress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> a fez and a dress, please uh, Yeah, so that was my final pick And we're wrapping up uh, My birthday episode Birthday episode, yeah, I was going to say hmm. What a lovely time hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Next episode you will be 26 I wonder if next episode I'm going to just pick like um, Beethoven <laughs> <laughs> I've just become really old. Just stuff for like the twenties and yeah. I'm in it. I'll turn into my granddad. My mum once took yeah. my granddad to like a a classical concert in I don't know somewhere in London, some like really posh place, and uh, he stood up in the middle of it and booed 
because the song they were playing was Hitler's favourite song. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is this Grandad? Artist Grandad. Yeah. Dennis. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely, really was. Do you know at all what Hitler's favourite song was? <laughs> I've got no idea. No. A classical song. I love that. But he, 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 knew he that. just He's got like, up and booed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great story. What a nutter that man is. I love him. <laughs> um, I yeah. love if it was like. He waited until it was over and just yeah. <laughs> just the only part everyone's yeah. clapping and then it dies down. Yeah. Boo <laughs> No, he's in the middle. They're still going and he's up. Like, <laughs> no saying, one knows why. Are you saying boo earns? Oh <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um Yeah, so that's what I'll be like next week, guys. Yeah. Booing tracks halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah. I'm going to wave goodbye to my youth and also wave goodbye to this episode of Tracks, number 48, 48 am I right in saying? Yeah. God, we're closing in. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> yeah. We sound like we're going to end at 50, to be fair. We're closing in on it. <laughs> You've only got two more weeks end. to put up with us and then we'll be gone forever. <laughs> um, so as it's my birthday, guys... Yeah. And Harry, literally, no matter what I request, cannot say no. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't even dare. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna delve into. Basically, I'm just gonna be uh, mean and play something that you wouldn't want me to play. Really? Yeah. Am I not gonna like this? No, of course you're not. I'm gonna play some Taylor Swift because okay. we never played some Taylor Swift before. We don't actually. No, never, um, ever, ever. And um. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, 1989, I think, is a beautiful album. An incredible album. A, a pop masterpiece, if you will. Although Frank Ocean is a little bit annoyed that it beat, that it beat uh, To Pimp a Butterfly in the Grammys. I think that was... And I'm with him. That was last year, though. Yeah, I know. But still. So, that's a very dated reference. No, because he said it recently. <laughs> no, it was just retweeted around this year. No, it wasn't. That he was... said that's the why he's like not interested in the Grammys right now. Oh yeah, but that was last year that happened. Carry on with your anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not have an argument. Um, <laughs> the point is, I'm going to play New Romantics to take us out on my birthday episode because, quite frankly, listeners, I just had a little scroll through uh, my Spotify and I had a bit of a panic attack because I was when it came to the point of just pick a song. I was incapable of doing it, so I thought... (laughs) Oh my god, what do we pick? (laughs) So I'm just going to pick anything. Uh, This is a great song. It's called Neuromantics. It's Taylor Swift. And, yeah. If there's a lesson to be learned from this, it's... uh, When you reach a certain age, it it will be a different time for every person. Uh, You get to a point where you just literally don't care what anyone else thinks anymore. (laughs) And you just think, I really quite like Taylor Swift. (laughs) So, I mean, you've been thinking that for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I have, to be fair. The last year and a half, at the very least. Uh, I gave up at 22, what can I say? Uh, this is a great tune. And yeah, so I'm going to tie this up and say, I've been Tim. I have been Harry. This has been Trax. This has been his birthday episode. It has. And I haven't cried yet, but I still will if I want to. Uh, we're going to take you out. With Taylor Swift New Romantics. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a tune. See you next week, guys. See you later. 
Play my age. 